This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by ExpressVPN and by Caviar. Folks, this information may shock you. But Facebook may not be entirely trustworthy when it comes to your personal data. What? I know, right? What? <laughs> that Zuckerberg guy, he, he just absolutely exudes trustworthiness. But uh, if I was going to pick someone out of a lineup enough. that I would give all of my personal information to, it was clearly the guy with the dead eyes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, jokes aside, though, it's it's been a few years now since that whole Cambridge Analytica scandal first made people really start waking up to the darker side of putting your entire life on Facebook. And since then, it's been a near constant stream of bad news about how Facebook is essentially just a data mining operation disguised as a social network with a heaping side order of conspiracy theories, disinformation, and... Uh, Algorithm-powered radicalization. And also just throwing away any relationship you had with extended family or yeah. close family. Because yeah. I don't need to hear their thoughts all the time. I was perfectly fine not knowing these things about my aunties and uncles. But, Deleting uh, Facebook was the best decision I ever made for existing online. Yeah. It's been three or four, as longer than that now. Yeah. Four years now? It's fucking great. So you Facebook's bad. They're fucking up constantly. You know all this. Yeah. But this latest screw-up seems... Uh, Somehow less nefarious than usual and mostly just really dumb. Yeah, so they, what, <laughs> they screwed up. Last Saturday, Business Insider reported that a user in what they describe as a low-level hacking forum posted an absolute trove of Facebook user data. Phone numbers, Facebook IDs, full names, locations, birthdays, bios, and email addresses for over 533 million Facebook users from 106 countries. 533 million. That's more than the entire population of these United States. It's pretty much almost everyone. I'm, like I know there's a lot more people on Facebook, but that's a huge number. There are billions of Facebook. This is a guys, guys. This is a small fraction of our user base. No, <laughs> everyone on the planet Earth. Uh, anyways, this info has apparently been out there for a while. Uh, back in January, uh, Elon Gall of the cybercrime intelligence firm Hudson Rock tweeted out the following along with screenshots. In early 2020, a vulnerability that enabled seeing the phone number linked to every Facebook account was exploited, creating a database containing the information of 533 million users across all countries. It was severely underreported, and today the database became much more worrisome. A few days ago, a user created a Telegram bot allowing users to query the database for a low fee, enabling people to find the phone numbers linked to a very large portion of Facebook accounts. This obviously has a huge impact on privacy. And that was bad enough at the time, but now... <clears throat> all the data has been leaked, and there's no longer a need to pay a bot to access it. So it sucks for that one guy or group, but uh, it sucks even worse Yeah, for, for literally everyone yeah. else. Uh, as for why this is so bad, it's because this is a gold mine for phishing scams. As Insider put it, quote, the leaked data could prove valuable to cyber criminals who use people's personal information to impersonate them or scam them into handing over login credentials. And Elon Gall uh, told Insider, a database that of that size containing the private information such as phone numbers of a lot of Facebook's users would certainly lead to bad actors taking advantage of the data to perform social engineering attacks or hacking attempts. Now you and I, we might have keen bullshit detectors when it comes to scams, but uh, your parents and your grandparents Probably less so. Probably a lot less so. Yeah. Uh, scammers, they could use that data to find out more specific information about their victims and then call them up pretending to be the bank or the insurance company or whatever. And they would seem legit while doing so because they have so much information about their victim. How would a scammer know all this? <laughs> uh, or they could just use that data to pose as their victims and get into all sorts of things they shouldn't get into. It happens all the time. So, yeah, that's bad. 
Uh, but another thing that's bad is that Facebook may have hidden the data breach that led to this from the public, uh, from Wired. Facebook's initial response was simply that the data was previously reported on in 2019 and that the company patched the underlying vulnerability in August of that year. Old news. But a closer look at where exactly this data comes from produces a much murkier picture. In fact, the data, which first appeared on the criminal dark web in 2019, came from a breach that Facebook did not disclose in any significant detail at the time and only fully acknowledged Tuesday evening in a blog post attributed to product management director Mike Clark. You know, we uh, we get breached so often, it's hard to oh, keep Oh, which track. one? Which one were you talking? Oh, that old thing? We, we told you about that we, one, right? Yeah, we've been over this. Oh, we didn't? Oh. Oh, you just didn't assume that we were constantly getting attacked and having info leaked? Well, that's on you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, the article then lists several similar Facebook data breaches that have happened over the past few years, which were initially speculated to have maybe been the source for this da latest data leak, but uh, they continue saying, in fact, the answer appears to be none of the above. As Facebook eventually explained in background comments to Wired and in its Tuesday blog, the recently public trove of 533 million records is an entirely different data set that attackers created by abusing a flaw in a Facebook address book contact import feature. Facebook says it patched the vulnerability in August 2019, but it's unclear how many times the bug was exploited before then. The information from more than 500 million Facebook users in more than 106 countries contains Facebook IDs, phone numbers, and other information about early Facebook users like Mark Zuckerberg yeah. and U.S. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg, as well as the European Union Commissioner for Data Protection, Didier Reinders. Other victims include 61 people who list the Federal Trade Commission oh. and 651 people who list Attorney General in their details on Facebook. Oh, man. It's, um, you know, they're always interesting watching these uh, hearings, but they're going to get even more interesting whenever the next one... Why is my info hearing this leak? <laughs> Hello, customer service, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> it is... Uh, I wish they were harder on him and Google and everyone else, but... Uh, that would require them understanding Yeah, technology. instead it is literally just a complaints yeah. <laughs> forum. Yeah. Uh, and look, you heard that right, though. Mark Zuckerberg's own personal data is caught up in all of this. Uh, anyways, uh, some good news is that Facebook may actually face some consequences for this, uh, which would be fantastic. From the MIT Technology Review... It isn't clear exactly when the data was scraped, but Facebook says it was, quote, prior to September 2019. One complicating factor is that it is very common for cyber criminals to combine different data sets and sell them off in different chunks. And Facebook has had many different data breaches over the years, most famously the Cambridge Analytica scandal. Why the timing matters. The general data protection regulation came into force in European Union countries in May 2018. If this breach happened after that, Facebook could be liable for fines and enforcement action because it failed to disclose the breach to the relevant regulators within 72 hours, as the GDPR stipulates. Ireland's uh, Data Protection Commission is investigating the breach. Uh, in the U.S., Facebook signed a deal two years ago that gave it immunity from uh, Federal Trade Commission fines for breaches before June 2019. So if the data was stolen after that, it could face action there too. Oh, a fine? Oh, geez. Let me just go grab my change jar. Here you go. I, I think we're all settled up then. Oh, how many lives have we potentially ruined? Yeah, uh, I, I don't expect those fines to really be all that meaningful, but hey, it's something. Yeah, I guess. Anyways, if you're curious whether your Facebook data is part of this big leak, there is a website you can visit and type in your phone number to check, which uh, does sound a bit sketchy, yes. Uh, you, yeah. you do have to make sure to include the country code, which are, if you're in the U.S., that would be just the number one before your area code. And yeah, people have naturally been a bit paranoid that this website is itself a data mining operation, but 
Its creator addresses this in a note at the bottom of the page. They say, the first version of this tool received some skepticism on Hacker News and elsewhere because it sent the phone number to the server, which I could be saving. I'm not, but it's impossible to prove. This version generates random phone numbers that start with the same five digits as your number and sends 99 fake and one real number to the server, so it can't know which is the real number. You can check the source of this page, and it should be easy to verify it's doing what I claim. As with the previous version, the server is not saving anything you enter. But is this uh, the have, has I, have I Been Pwned website? No, the Have I Been Pwned is more of just it's a general email. one. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, All right. and have I been pwned more about passwords and uh, yeah, if, you, if it appears breaches. in a breach. It's basically, yeah. yeah, if your email address has been involved in a breach, mm -hmm. uh, it'll list it for you. And boy, oh boy, is there just so many breaches out there. It's almost impossible for your average person to even keep track. Yeah, no, it's just everything's fucked. And it's, it, it, there's apparently nothing we can do about it here in the United no. States. It's just going to keep happening forever and ever. And a little fine here or there, which literally just like spritzing something yeah. on a blazing fire. Bad. Meanwhile, like, innocent people are just having their lives turned upside down. Like, imagine, like, at the very least, just some grandma, like, get, gets her shit, like, spoofed and is, then has to deal with it for months. Yeah. And has to actually pay people to take care of things for her because it's, like, it's fucking, it just sucks. It fucking sucks. Yeah. This ha happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of scams you can pull on old people using just basic information you glean from their Facebook. Thank goodness for people like Kit Boga. Yeah. Out there. <laughs> wasting their time. Yeah, wasting all the scammers' time. Uh, anyways, moving on to other news now, though. Uh, we're at the tail end of this pandemic. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And uh, things are starting to look uh, a lot more hopeful after more than a year. So it's kind of weird timing for companies to start promoting their high-tech expensive face masks. Uh, for a lot of us, masks in crowded places like public transit and concert venues will continue for the foreseeable future. But the window of opportunity to really cash in on masks uh, it, it is passing right now, or it has already passed for yeah. the most part. And nevertheless, Razer is going to be selling that Project Hazel Smart Mask that we've talked about previously. And uh, now it's got some competition from none other than tech guru Will I Am of the Black Eyed Peas. I got a feeling. He's been in, he and like Ashton Kutcher have tried to jump onto every yeah. single potential tech wave throughout time. I love it. And most of the time, there have been su some successes for both of them, but yeah. most of the time it's just like they're like showing off a product product that they're like invested in or partnering with, and it's garbage. Yeah. Like, Will I Am is at uh, CES every year. Yeah, he has a long uh, body count of just like uh, ill-advised, bad products that nobody wanted because they were too expensive and they were too stupid. And but... uh, this one... <laughs> At least for me. You might be breaking the cycle with this one. This one looks cool, but I have some hang-ups that I really think could go to, to really reduce the price, and we'll get into it. Yeah. So, and also, yeah, technically, this is a collaboration between Will I Am and the multinational conglomerate Honeywell, who mm -hmm. makes everything from household appliances to missile launchers <laughs> yeah. to N95 masks. Uh -huh. they're, they're, they're the Acme, uh, one of the, they're one of those old-school Acme companies that, yeah. you know, they make... Uh, you know, hand sanitizer, and they're also responsible for countless deaths overseas and wars we don't even know about. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they've, they've teamed up with Will I Am to make this mask. <laughs> and uh, this mask, which is called the Super Mask, but that's with an X yeah. instead of an S, it actually looks pretty nice. It's stylish. Is it $300 nice? Mm. Well, that's a matter of personal taste and opinion, I guess. Uh, here's a description of the mask from the New York Times. 
Called Supermask and made of silicon with athletic mesh fabric on the sides, it is a joint venture between Will I Am and Honeywell. It fits snugly around the bottom half of the face and comes with three dual-speed fans, a Honeywell HEPA filtration system, which the company is careful to say is not medical quality, as well as noise-canceling headphones, LED lights for nighttime, a rechargeable battery, and Bluetooth capability. It allows you to play music and take calls, has a seal over the nose to keep glasses from fogging, and makes the wearer look sort of like a sci-fi rhino warrior. <laughs> it's not exactly subtle. The mask costs $299, which is very expensive for a simple face mask, but the average top-end price for noise-canceling headphones, less than Sony and Bose, more than Apple. It was designed by Jose Fernandez, the Hollywood costume designer who created the SpaceX suits for Elon Musk and worked on Black Panther, The Avengers, and X-Men 2. And it is going to be sold in direct-consumer Supreme-style drops. Oh my god, that means you're going to have to fight bots for this stupid thing. You I won't mean, even know if people enjoy it because it'll only be, it'll be like, oh, it's sold out. Oh, well, it must be really good. Yeah. No, it's just that bots bought it all, and they're sitting on it, reselling it, and they won't sell it unless they make a profit off of it. So, ooh. I think if there had been more of a hype beast uh, push for masks early on, we probably could have saved hundreds of thousands of lives if, like, masks had become a sort of status symbol like this. Well, I think that's another reason why the vaccine, despite people saying they weren't going to get it, has been... Yeah, because uh, people want to, like, post a picture of them being like, look. Hey, check it out. I got J&J. &J. What'd you guys get? Yeah, and like, even, Why are you making fun of me? Even the olds are like, look, all these kids are, now, now all the kids are getting it? No, get out of the way. Yeah. So, Yeah, anyways. vaccine FOMO, it's, it's real. And it's, uh, it's doing wonders for getting people, getting shots in arms. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay, look, the, the mask, it, it seems pretty great. Um, though, the price, very high. Too high for most people. Yeah. Uh, anyways, if it seems odd to you that Will I Am of all people is involved in this, like we said, he has a very long, weird history in the tech world, pitching lots of products. Um, most of them have failed, but you don't remember those because yeah. Will I Am he's on to the next project. Yeah, he he's like a shark. If he stops, he dies. He should go on Shark Tank. He should. Yeah. He should start his own Shark Tank. <laughs> Pitch products to Will I Am. Yeah. Uh, here, here's some of his other products, though. Uh, there was this $300 iPhone case with its own camera built in, uh, which promised to turn your smartphone into a genius phone. <laughs> uh, there was not one, but two Will I Am smartwatches, both of which were apparently pretty terrible. Uh, he also released some wireless earbuds a few years back and is presumably still hard at work on the voice-based operating system he announced in 2017. Oh, and uh, let's not forget Will I Am's track record with custom cars, like his custom DeLorean and custom Tesla. He, met, he found a way to make both of those cars uglier than they already mm -hmm. are. But hey, uh, most tech success stories are preceded by a long string of duds. And maybe this new mask is finally Will I Am's chance to break the cycle and become the tech disruptor that he spent the last decade trying to be. Here's my fucking edit. Get rid of the headphones. Get rid of the headphones. They're not The necessary. Bluetooth connectivity, the, the lighting up at night, I don't need it. I guess it's fine. Like, we both said that the Razer mask is cool, so whatever, that can stay. But I really think the noise-canceling Bluetooth-connected headphones are at least driving this up by $150. Well, yeah. Those and, are not cheap technologies. And uh, some advice that my father gave me when I was young was, like, you never buy... This is back in the 90s, of course. You never buy the TV with the built-in VCR. Yeah. Because if the VCR breaks... Or the TV breaks, you have two broken things. Yeah, that, that's old conventional wisdom. My my family, that, that was passed down to me as well. Don't <laughs> so, do it. So if you have a, the mask and the Bluetooth things break... More it's points like, of failure. Cool, you have the mask, but you're just having these, these things hanging off of it or whatever. Yeah. And if the mask breaks, you're not going to be just wearing the mask for the Bluetooth headphones. So that's our Shark Tank response to Mr. Will. Just trim it down. 
This is the homer of face masks. Yeah, it's got a lot going on. Yeah. Anyways, moving on now to AI news. Remember Clearview AI, that facial recognition company that has a database of basically every publicly available photo online, scraped from social media without anyone's permission, which allows users to simply upload a picture of a face to identify that person. They probably would have paid for it, but Facebook would have given it for free. <laughs> Uh, it's basically a private sector American version of the type of surveillance tech that you'd hear about being used in China. And uh, due to the lack of strong legislation related to this kind of tech, it's available for use by whoever Clearview AI wants to share it with. Uh, Clearview, uh, their, their target user base is law enforcement and other types of government agencies. But what's especially troubling is that nobody really knows just how many government agencies are using it, nor are those agencies required to disclose this information in most cases. A lengthy new report from BuzzFeed News does shed some light on this, though. A da data that they analyzed indicated that at least 1,800 government agencies have used Clearview AI. And the thing is, a lot of these agencies had no idea they were using it because Clearview's sales strategy is to target individual employees with free trials. Many of these agencies found out that they were using Clearview AI when BuzzFeed reached out to them for comment. Or they acted like it. What? No. Uh, from the article... Clearview's strategy of handing out free trials meant that its facial recognition software was often used without any oversight. Officials at 34 public entities told BuzzFeed News that they had found police officers or other public servants using Clearview without approval. Even more concerning, representatives at 69 law enforcement and taxpayer-funded entities initially denied to BuzzFeed News that their employees had used the software, but after further examination, discovered that they had. It continues, uh, police officials in Chula Vista, California, for example, were adamant that their department did not use any facial recognition technology in its work. Quote, our officers can't sign up for something like that on their own, Eric Thunberg, a captain with the organization's investigations division, told BuzzFeed News in November. But after a more thorough search, Thunberg determined that they had. A small number of officers signed up for a free trial in 2019 and used the software to investigate threats like a photo of a kid holding a gun or weapon, against dozens of schools in their jurisdiction, he said. Quote, absent of your inquiry, we never would have known about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, similarly, uh, the Tacoma Police Department in Washington initially denied using Clearview before discovering that an officer in an investigation capacity ran nearly 800 searches during a free trial that lasted from November 2019 to November 2020. Spokesperson Wendy Haddow noted that, quote, the officer said that there were no arrests made that he is aware of from the searches. So it looks like it doesn't work. Yeah, but hey, I got to dox a bunch of people in the process. We That's are cool. a few days away from somehow finding out that this software was used by none other than Matt Gates. <laughs> I mean, this is right up his alley, allegedly. Him and that. Hey, uh, run this through the system. Him and that Joel Greenberg guy. I mean, they were doing it old school by just digging through like the the trash outside the DMV, looking mm -hmm. at uh, expired IDs. But Clearview would would solve a lot of their problems. <laughs> There's got to be a better way. <laughs> Uh, so the article also talks about how the city of Alameda, California, banned the use of facial recognition technology in 2019, but employees of the Alameda Police Department just kept on using it without the knowledge of city officials. Uh, those city officials are understandably not stoked about that. Uh, one city councilman told BuzzFeed that we have emails showing police use this technology after an actual vote saying you can't do this is extremely troubling. Did you fire them? Because uh, they, like... Th I don't think the city count... Like, that's the thing, like, police departments... You can't, like, mayors and city councils don't have that much power over them. It's technically breaking a law, right? If people what are you going to do this, about I it? I don't know. I guess nothing. Anyways, yeah, the entire article, it's a very long but fascinating read on a, a topic that should make you uncomfortable. 
And uh, something that does pop up a lot in conversations with former Clearview users in the article is that apparently it just does not work nearly as good as, as it's advertised, mm -hmm. uh, which is good, I guess, uh, unless you end up in jail because this stupid yeah. fucking AI thinks you look like someone who Which has happened with this tech in the past. Yeah, and like that, there's no regulation on any of this, so like it could go all the way to fucking trial, and you have to like hire a fucking expert witness who says like, no, this shit doesn't work. Yeah, uh, but just like, another I, great reason to keep wearing your mask, though. I know, mm -hmm. I know. Everyone, yeah, everyone. You would think that like weirdo boomers would love wearing masks. Yeah, because don't like tread this. on me, those types. Like, well, yeah, but we've already been proven that they do actually love all of the attention. They do, but like, it's the capital like, riots and constantly just like wear a mask and avoid all this facial recognition yeah. shit. You have the perfect excuse. Mm -hmm. Anyway, BuzzFeed News also they have an article, a separate article with a searchable list of every taxpayer-funded entity that they found to have used Clearview along with the number of searches that those entities made and any comment that BuzzFeed received when they reached out to them for comment. Um, so go ahead, just like type in the name of your city, your town, see what comes up. It's a, it's a lot. And it's like a lot of schools, high schools and universities are using it. It's like, that's gross, especially like high schools and middle schools. I would just, like, why, I, like, what's that about? The, the so I guess optimist in me would be like, oh, maybe it's the SR, like the SRO, like the cop on campus being like, uh. I mean, I assume that's what it is, but it's like, either way, it's gross. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, but speaking of fa facial recognition, a subcategory of facial recognition is emotion recognition, which claims to be able to detect whether a face is happy, angry, sad, and so on. Uh, it's not very widely used currently, but its proponents see it as being very useful for stuff like job interviews and security checkpoints, Ugh. which is obviously dystopian as hell. Uh, but also, I mean, is it even possible to really detect emotion without or with any real degree of accuracy? I mean, sort of. Uh, you can test it out yourself by going to emojify.info and granting it access to your webcam so you can make faces and see what the computer thinks. But I would say after uh, everything we've told you on this episode so far today, maybe not granting a random website access to your webcam. Well, this is an anti-emotion okay. detection. All right. So they're on our side. But yeah, I did this. And as you can see, the results not exactly great at differentiating between emotional displays that aren't just like completely over the top. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like he's showing teeth. He must be happy. Uh, the website also includes a game where you try to get the AI to detect six different emotions from your facial expressions. And it is surprisingly difficult to get it to detect stuff like fear and disgust, no matter how exaggerated you make your face. Like, do, it, not... do your disgust face. Ugh. I'll do my I fear face. Yeah, I wonder if I can get it. I think he's happy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. This guy's overjoyed. Yeah. I mean, honestly, aside from maybe like people on the autism spectrum, your average person is going to be much, much better at detecting emotion than this AI is. So I don't really see the fucking point. I'll tell you what's uh, another face mask thing. What's crazy is uh, the, the videos on, on Twitter and TikTok of people like in customer service positions. They've learned very well to smile with their eyes without uh, smiling with their face. So th there's people that do like a reveal where it looks like they're smiling and they take off their mask and they're just super angry. It's it's oh, that's funny. It's a talent that has been developed. Only because of the pandemic. Why so. don't they just give them masks that just have a smile on them? Well, I don't know. Problem solved. That's what they're going to end up doing. Target's going to be like, this is the Target mask with a smile. And mm -hmm. You have to wear it. <laughs> they're going to start making employees get like Botox that just like... Yeah, like Jack Nicholson in Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to look like that. Ah, future. Uh, anyways, we have plenty more news coming up, uh, including some more dumb AI news. But first, uh, this episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. 
Does it make sense that the same company who controls half of all online retail also passively eavesdrops on your private conversations at home? What about the idea that a single company controls 90% of internet searches, runs your email service, and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone? Big tech is more powerful than most countries are, and they profit by exploiting your personal data. It's time to put a layer of protection between your online activity and these tech juggernauts. And that's why we use ExpressVPN. Think about how much of your life is on the internet. All of it. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send gets tracked and data mined. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, the software hides your IP address, which is something that big tech can use to personally identify you. So ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network. And ExpressVPN does all this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. What we like best about ExpressVPN is how easy it is to use. You just download the app on your phone or computer, you tap one button, and boom, protected. So stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopolies that mine your activity and sell your information. Protect yourself with the VPN that we trust to keep us safe online. Visit expressvpn.com slash newsday. That is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash newsday, and you'll get three extra months for free. Go to expressvpn.com slash newsday right now to learn more. And this episode is sponsored by Caviar. Pizza, sushi, dim sum, falafel salad. Get whatever food you're in the mood for on the Caviar app with delivery from your favorite local restaurants. Caviar is the app that has the best local restaurants. Get them delivered right to your door. Caviar is all about the great restaurants. That's why you'll find the best spots in your neighborhood right when you open the app. With collections like Mediterranean, vegan, vegetarian, and more, it's super easy to find good food for whatever you're feeling. Looking for something that's not dinner? Well, Caviar can also help you get ice cream, fun snacks, breakfast, a healthy lunch, and more. So get the Caviar app, get delivery, and get the food you want. And for you, our viewers, Caviar is going to give you 20% off your first order. Just enter the promo code TECHNEWSDAY, all one word, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your first order with that promo code, TECHNEWSDAY, all one word. So download the Caviar app, use our code TECHNEWSDAY for 20% off your first order. All right, back to the news mm -hmm. now. And in other uh, camera-based AI news, it's looking like the theatrical movie business will be getting back to normal over the next year. But a lot of people have gotten used to the idea of paying much more than the cost of a single movie ticket to watch new releases in the comfort of their own home. And that's a business model that may continue to some degree even as the new releases return to theaters. One company looking to cash in on this is X-Cine-X. Oh, straight edge! <laughs> <laughs> uh, whose upcoming streaming service, Venue, recently made the news for its unique approach to pricing. Twitter user uh, Sean Aitchinson, uh, he, he works for Funimation, he tweeted out a PR email that, re that he received from XCineX, which features some fun facts about Venue. Venue enables the ability to monitor a living room for people and sell individual on-demand tickets to view at home first-run cinematic releases, sporting events, concerts, and more. The new streaming service Venue is like no other product on the market because it holds a detection sensor that counts the number of audience members present in the room, thereby giving content creators the ability to sell tickets on a paper viewer basis. The sensor monitors the room throughout the content stream and ensures the ticket to audience ratio is equal, giving content creators the ability to charge each viewer just like a movie theater, concert, or sporting venue. <laughs> no one's going to use this. Yeah, this is like, I mean, I, at first, the first part, I'm like, everyone's just going to hide. No, you have and to. And then they that. come in and it's like, nope, we're charging you more now. We sure you. Yeah, I feel bad for anyone that's got like a sex doll or a body pillow. Everyone's going to have to be camouflaged. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, like, there's been a lot of, like, sort of just, like, surveillance creep into people's lives. Obviously, yeah. like, 
pers- like those assistant speakers. Like if you told someone twenty years about that, they're like, "What? Get no. that out of here!" But like, you know, people are allowing a lot of surveillance into their lives. But this is maybe a few years too early. This is uh, so yeah, it's great. You get to watch brand new movies. All you got to do is uh, just let us watch you for the entire length of the movie. Yeah. First run new release theatrical movies at home. Hey, pretty cool. There's just a tiny little catch. Um, there is a camera watching you and your the rest of your living room and anyone else in there the entire time. And if it gets even the slightest uh, hint that there might be more people in the room than the number of tickets that were purchased, the movie stops until you kick that extra person out of your living room. Then the movie can uh, continue. And, <laughs> you know... Sounds great, right? No, it sounds a little bit dystopian. I don't know. I guess it beats driving down to the local multiplex. Does it, though? I just, like, think about the the scenario where you're, like, watching a movie and there's a break-in in your house. It's like three robbers come in. They're just beating the shit yeah. out of you. And the, the TV screen's just green dollar bills just shooting yeah. out of it. <laughs> oh, my God. We you will know, be charging you extra for these extra viewers. Speaking of, like, movie news, this I was just reminded about this from this article. We never checked in on what happened with MoviePass. So obviously it was just fucking nothing. Remember they put that countdown up? Yeah, I never heard uh, Never heard anything from it. about it. No. Oh, well. Anyways, back to AI news. Uh, somehow we missed this when it uh, first came out during GDC last month. But a small part of Intel's presentation at, the, at that gaming convention was about Bleep, a piece of software Intel is developing to automatically filter out toxic language in voice chat. Racial slurs, xenophobia, homophobia, sexism, etc. Toxicity in voice chat definitely can make games a lot less enjoyable, and it's good that gaming companies are in general doing what they can to discourage it, but uh, this presentation for Bleep is, is darkly funny. Um, here, have a look. Two years ago at GDC, we showed a proof of concept we co-developed with our friends at Spirit AI. We combined their AI-powered toxicity detection tech with Intel hardware-accelerated AI speech detection to show that it's possible to give players a choice to detect and remove toxic speech from their gaming voice chat. Today, we're announcing that this collaboration is being delivered in a product we're calling Bleep, which is now entering beta, and will use the AI acceleration on the latest generation Intel laptops and desktop platforms. Let's take a look. Hey, Roger. Here is a first look at Bleep, an end-user-facing application that uses AI to detect and redact audio based on your user preferences. The app interfaces our AI models into the Windows audio architecture to integrate the feature transparently into your voice applications. Now, for all of us gamers out there, we can use the intelligence of Bleep to remove toxic speech from our in-game chat. As you can see behind me, users can define the filters and the categories that they would like to remove, putting the user completely in control of the audio that they would like to eliminate. With Bleep, we're enabling a tool to empower gamers to take control of their conversation, one key step to eliminating toxicity in gaming today. We are very excited to bring Bleep and the power of AI and Intel to gamers everywhere. Bleep will be available this year for all of your chatting needs. Thanks, Roger. Back to you. So yeah, as you just saw, Bleep's UI would allow users to not only filter out objectionable speech in specific categories like ableism and body shaming, aggression, LGBTQ hate, misogyny, name calling, the N-word, racism, and xenophobia, sexually explicit language, swearing, and white nationalism, but it also allows users to adjust a sliding scale for most of these categories. So in other words, you'd be able to set up Bleep so that it blocks out all misogyny 
some racism, most swearing, and uh, no white nationalism. Let it all in. <laughs> if that's what you're in the mood for, it's it's up to you. You're it's a new way to game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's really. I, first off, there's no way this software works nearly as well as they're presenting it as. I'm sorry. Just like I want to see the the like behind the scenes of what at the slider, like showing what words are banned or unbanned based on the slider. Yeah. They they haven't even like demoed this in practice, which means it is far from being finished. But just the whole idea of this is so hilarious and also so depressing. And uh, like just the level of customization here, it's it's wild. This is like a fake product you'd see in a parody. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired of all these racial slurs, but you know some racial slurs, let them through. I, you know, just I don't want. We all like all to them. have a little bit of fun every yeah. now and again. Hey, come on. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Tesla news now. Uh, something very funny happened recently to people who ordered new Tesla cars and charged the purchase to their bank accounts. Uh, let's just uh, go ahead and read from a few uh, first-person accounts of what happened. At Tesla, at Elon Musk, took delivery of a beautiful new Model Y today. But Tesla mistakenly took an extra $71,000 out of our bank account, and I have been asking since yesterday for it to be returned. Customer service has been unresponsive. Really not okay. <laughs> that guy seems very, like... Almost cool with it. Like, I know we all make mistakes, Elon, but... Elon, great car. Can I get my $71,000? I know you guys will handle it, but it's been two days. Elon, man. Nah, the bills are piling up. <sighs> and there's more. At Tesla and Elon Musk. So I got charged two times, 63 k for my car and still waiting for a refund. Pretty much drained my funds in my checking account. I tried to call everyone and my rep is out of the office. Totally disappointed and frustrated. These people seem oddly calm. Yeah. But I guess if you're charging the entirety of a car yeah. to your checking account. The idea of paying for a car in one lump sum is just like, that's that's a probably a one percenter thing, or at least maybe a top five percenter thing. Yeah, it seems like a pretty smart thing to do because of like finance rates and stuff, but it's yeah. a, a nearly impossible for 99% of people. Especially for a car that like starts at $50,000. Yeah. Like most people don't have anywhere near that much money just on hand to buy a new car. No. <laughs> What, I can't remember the percentage, but a, a, yeah, no, the a vast significant amount of people, people in America can't uh, pay for a $500 personal emergency. Yeah. So, I, yeah, getting double charged for a Tesla, you know. Oh, geez, Elon. Uh, here's another tweet. Things Tesla has done for me in the past two days. One, stolen five figures directly from my bank <laughs> account and that of at least 400 other buyers. Two, not delivered the car that was promised yesterday and paid for twice, as it turns out. And three, provided zero contact. Thanks, Elon. And yeah, there's plenty of similar stories over on the popular Tesla forum, Tesla Motors Club. Does anyone know who to contact? Picked up delivery yesterday and inspected car before purchasing. Paid through the Tesla app on my phone. Clicked pay once. Got one receipt. Woke up today with two charges of 56000 Contacted Tesla and they said there's only one charge in the account. Does anyone know who to contact? <laughs> I mean, all these people are very calm considering... Well, I think Tesla like... has the profanity filter all the way on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, several other people in that thread reported similar problems. Um, and a YouTuber and Tesla fan called uh, Everyday Chris posted a video on YouTube about uh, how he was charged over $56,000 twice back to back, which left him temporarily just completely broke, plunged him into a customer service hell with Tesla telling him to talk to his bank and then the bank telling him there's nothing they can do. Uh, he did eventually get his money back after five business days, but in the meantime, he wasn't able to pay any of his other bills. And uh, he says he's talked to other Tesla owners whose refunds took up to a month to come through. And but, who's going to cover the $30 overdraft fee for these cars? Well, you should have thought about that, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. 
but even this guy, he's just like, yeah, this was an awful experience, but still love Tesla. Still, still a fan. Love that car. You're like, I've never heard of any other car company doing this shit. Well, so that's the thing. Once you get into the that Model Y or whatever, you just set it to auto drive mode and you you call and bitch at customer service on the way without having to pay attention yeah, to anything. Yeah, more time to I yell. Got some free time here. Uh, anyways, this was happening enough to make the news and supposedly everyone affected has now been refunded. Okay. You didn't have to go tell the media. Yeah. Be cool, guys. Uh, along with a $200 gift card to Tesla's online store. So get yourself uh, one floor mat or something. You're not allowed to spend it on the Tesla Kilo, which is bullshit. Okay. You also have to use it all in one purchase. Like I said, one floor mat. Yeah. yeah. Like Elon Bobblehead. They make that? <laughs> they uh, the, give me a flamethrower. Uh, it does seem a bit inadequate considering how much money suddenly and unexpectedly vanished from these people's bank accounts. Uh, as for how or why this even happened, that is still unclear. But if you're in the market for a Tesla and are planning on paying for, for it all at once, God bless you, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, well for yourself. Uh, just do like a cashier's check. Yeah. Or at least have enough money to cover two Teslas in the bank, just in case. They also accept Bitcoin payments now. But after seeing how this went down, I would probably avoid that Yeah. for now. I, I saw one theory. I don't know how. <laughs> this is why you should turn is. off your overdraft protection. The one theory is that this was done on purpose because... Uh, Tesla needed cash on hand for some like earnings milestone, and so they're just like, "All right, uh, double it up. Just, let's just accidentally double charge a bunch of people so that we can get our, our ledger right, and then pay them back once uh, we've met the the milestone for our finances." <laughs> I don't know if that's true at all. Probably not. It true, would be but funny. Yeah, um, seems like a a very expensive glitch. Yeah, because I've been double charged for things twice. And then, it like, happens. MasterCard will text me and be like, hey, whoops, did this? Did you mean this? Yeah. I don't think a bank's going to be like, no. hey, because the bank wants the overdraft fee. And when you do, like, a, an ACH transfer or whatever, like, with a bank, like, there's nothing. They, can, they can't reverse you it. You did this. <laughs> yeah. That, buddy, that's you. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for uh, today's episode. Hope you enjoyed all of that tech news. Oh, uh, so, yeah, my, our Tuesday's episode, uh, if you want to check it out, it's going to be over here in just a second. A lot uh, of we, you uh, did We got algorithmed. Out. Yeah, the algorithm did not like us talking about that virus that has been the main thing happening in the world for the last year. <laughs> I uploaded it and immediately had like the find out more information here thing. I like went on my app on my like personal account, which is like can't find the fucking. Video. Hey there, looks like you're trying to spread this information. Yeah, so please uh, do check out that video if you missed yeah. it the first time. It's a, a rare chance at seeing us happy, although people were quick to point out in the comments that. Uh, we live in the United States and therefore report on United States things, yeah. and their countries are currently fucking it up. We live in a society. They live in a society. They're different societies. Two separate societies. Yeah. So, um, I'm sorry. We're yeah. just we're trying to be happy for once, okay? Yeah. Can you be things happy are going for okay? Us, <laughs> We've been there for you, damn it! Why can't I have like a day? Yeah. Uh, Come on. But please watch the video because uh, yeah, it got screwed by the goddamn al- algorithm. Yeah. Uh, watch it twice. It's just like Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.